Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's been some time since uh, we last podcasted. We're going to be talking about the Emoji Movie today. It seems that my suffering will never end. But before we do that, I'd like to talk about a movie that we both saw that we both agree was probably the best of the entire year. Dunkirk, it takes place in 1940. Did someone say in good Brit news? Because I've got some good movie news for you, Chris. Oh boy, the news segment. What could possibly be better than the news segment? Take it away, Parker. Chris, how have you been feeling lately? I've been feeling run down. I've got a headache, and the world seems grayer to me. Well, you know what? I have just a prescription, because laughter is the best medicine. And that's why Shazam, the DCEU's next movie to begin production, promises to be more fun and lighthearted and embrace heart, humor, hope, heroics, and optimism. Optimism do you... doesn't begin with an H. I was, I was hoping for pure alliteration there. Yeah, well, it's DC, so you take <laughs> what you can get. Yep. So there's some I, good news to look forward to in the seventh installment, directed by the guy behind Annabelle Creation, the Haunted Doll movie that's a prequel to the prequel side story to The Conjuring. What in the world is that? The, well, so you see, you haven't seen The Conjuring, right? No, I haven't seen The Conjuring. So there's like this weird subplot with a haunted doll, right? I will take so, your word on it. Yeah, so that got a side movie set in like the 60s. And now Fantastic. this is a prequel to said prequel movie. What? Uh, Coming out this weekend. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> Why does this happen to me? But if you do want some actual good news, as of right now, Shazam is the only 2018 DC movie on the calendar, so... Fingers crossed. For now. Speaking of Superman... Oh, boy. This one actually won't hurt your soul, but I just thought you'd like to imagine the fact that you watch something like Colossal, and like, really, it speaks to you, and it warms mm -hmm. your heart, and knowing that the amount of money it took to make that is how much they're going to spend digitally removing his mustache from reshoots. <laughs> oh my god! Which is a shame, because I like his mustache, and I, in fact, I have to admit, I had a mustache for just a little bit, I was pouring Dennis Eckers like, but I guess they have to remove the mustache, because Superman would never grow a mustache. His mustache is so sick in that movie. I, hope, I wish they would keep it, just go back and re-add it to all the original shots. So how does Superman shave? I don't even have a joke for this. See, if I you just love the next thing on the list. Because if you remember in Superman 4, Quest for Peace, uh, his single hair is enough to hold up like a thousand pounds. Chris, I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of comic book movie universes. Me too. Valiant Comics Cinematic Universe is getting off the ground, Chris. What is Valiant Comics? Good question. <laughs> now, I want you to bite down on the spoon here so your tongue doesn't roll back, because I have some exciting news for you. Oh, no. So it's a third comic book company making a whole universe around his characters, right? I, I guess. The first one is something called Bloodshot, and he's a super soldier powered by nanites in his blood. And guess what? What? They're eyeing Jared Leto. Oh, no. 
Ugh. Of right all now. the people did. Fucking Jesus. Alright, so Dunkirk. So Dunkirk. The Han Solo movie! <laughs> what Solo movie? Han Solo. Oh, on, buddy. no. This is actually the only thing I'm optimistic about. Well, not the movie I'm itself. But the okay. fact that Ron Howard has said that Clint Howard will have a cameo in it. Who's that Clint is now the only reason I want to see this movie. You know, wait a second. With you, if we get a scene where Chewbacca rips Clint Howard's arms off, two stars. You're into it? Minimum. Here's, here's the thing about the Han Solo movie. We, we talked about how they're removing all the fun and humor from it because they decided to fire Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Maybe it's Chris Lord and Phil Miller? I don't remember uh, which one is which. Uh, yeah, they're removing them from it because, uh, you know, Han Solo was really a very dour and depressing and serious character in yes. the original trilogy. Uh, you're still excited for it. I, I don't know. I'm here solely to watch Clint Howard get murdered by a giant Wookiee and nothing else. Oh, that's the important thing? I mean, the fact that they almost finished shooting the movie and then had to bring in acting coaches for the lead is probably good, right? Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that always happens. I mean, acting coaches, they, they exist and stuff, but thats that shouldn't be a hard role to play. You watch the first three movies and it's already in your head. That's a very memorable character. You would think there'd be extensive like casting and all that beforehand, but what do I know? I just talk about movies on the internet. You've just watched the Star Wars movies like 20 or so times. You might know it better than the Studio execs. Exactly. Why don't they listen to me? And speaking of sci-fi franchises that oh, I'll force man. you to watch until you kill yourself... James Cameron wants another Terminator trilogy. What? He hasn't even made Avatar 2 yet. Oh, you mean 2, 3, and 4? And 5? What the fuck? He's working on four Avatar sequels. But the good news is, in a year and a half, the Terminator rights go back to him. And we get to try to launch another trilogy. Wait, hold on, hold on a second, a second, a second. Yeah. Siri, how old is James Cameron? James Cameron is 60. He's not going to live that long. He's only 62. Another He'll Terminator trilogy and a quintology of Avatar? No, he's not going to live that long. And the funny part is they'll all be successful, because if you look at his movies, no matter how shitty it sounds, it always makes a billion dollars. It's going to work and there's nothing you can do about it. There's apparently nothing I can do about anything. But there is something that we can do about Dunkirk, which... Was to the surprise of no one, the Dark Tower sucks balls. <laughs> Who could have possibly guessed that trusting your massive franchise is supposed to fit in the entire Stephen King universe to the guy who wrote Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Lost in Space, iRobot, The Da Vinci Code, I Am Legend, Angels and Demons, Winter's Tale, Insurgent, The Fifth Wave, Rings, and Transformers The Last Night. No! Would be a terrible idea. Oh my god, he seriously was a guy it who... It gets was... better for you. Despite every single reviewer saying it's a bland mess that won't please literally anyone, they're still going to push forth with an origin story TV series. What? What? Okay. That, that book was only like 200 pages. I mean, seven books. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're making... Like... As you'll find out when you listen back, it's an origin TV series. Aren't prequels always good, Chris? This is going to be like... Now they should make like a TV. I think they are making a TV show of the Wheel of Time. 
glad so, you know, after seeing the Emoji movie, that Sony will do literally anything to establish a franchise, no matter how many times they fail. Uh, yeah, speaking of the Emoji movie, getting back to this one, I've got a little one for the new segment that's probably spiraling out of control here. Apparently, uh, the guy who directed it wants to direct a fidget spinner movie. Fuck yes. Yeah, because those will still be around by the time it gets released. I just want you to know that this TV series is in good hands, though, because it's being run by the guy who took over for The Walking Dead after they fired Frank Darabont and then everyone hated it. Are you sure it was The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead? I mean, they're both timeless classics that we'll all remember. Oh, yeah, that I definitely have watched every episode of and know all the characters by name. Who could forget Asian guy who gets his brains beat out of his head? (laughs) Who could forget the time where they had to talk about whether they want to sacrifice their own children? But Chris, what if humans are the real monsters? Really makes you think about watching something else. Chris, have you heard the buzz? What what buzz? The buzz about John Cena starring in the Bumblebee movie. (laughs) (laughs) I had to think for a second. The first thing that came to my mind was the Bee movie. Okay, Dunkirk, movie of the year, right? So it sounds like your internet's going to shit, Chris. Yeah, it is. Speaking of going to shit, Star Wars 9 has a new writer. What? Which writer is this? Well, you see, the original plan for episode 9 was like to have it lean really heavy on Princess Leia. But that's difficult now, with her being in a grave. Yes, yes it is. I mean, it's honestly not, because as you know in Rogue One, they can just CGI dead people, because they don't care. Well, that's right. But instead, they decided, you know what? The guy who wrote Jurassic World, he made a great script, and we loved it, apparently, (laughs) because we hired him. But we need some help. So they brought in the guy that wrote Harry Potter and the Cursed Child to knock out a rewrite. Oh my god, you're kidding! Chris, I'm excited to announce to you that they've finally broken in me, and I don't care about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> Why should you? Of all of all the people to bring in, the guy who wrote Harry Potter, the Cursed Child. Oh, all right. Geez. So the problem with Episode Seven was it was really self-referential. All right, we'll bring in the guy who wrote something worse than fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh jeez, it's beautiful in its own way. You know, it really is. <sighs> So, I was really excited to see Dunkirk as soon as I saw the trailer in front of... (laughs) As soon as I saw the trailer in front of Kong Skull Island. So Guy Ritchie's Aladdin is still happening. Oh my god, what? That's (laughs) that's gonna be official and everything. I keep seeing all these things like, oh, why don't they get a Middle Eastern actor to portray Aladdin and Jasmine? Which I I agree with it. Uh, But really, the question is not why don't they get a Middle Eastern actor to play Aladdin. They should just have Jimmy Garoppolo he looks just like Aladdin. Well, they didn't get Jimmy G, but they got their new Jafar, who is an actor named Marwan Kinzari, who had roles in the Mummy remake, the Ben-Hur remake, and the Murder on the Orient Express remake. Oh my god. I was really proud of that sentence, because it's like an avalanche of everything wrong with movies. Jeez. Of all things... And he's speaking of everything wrong with movies. Eli Roth directed a remake of Death Wish starring Bruce Willis. Well, you're gonna be first in line to see that. Don't even act like the other one. It's great because what we need in this country more than ever is a movie about a white guy taking the law into his own hands by going into poor neighborhoods and shooting minorities in the face. (laughs) That's what we need as a country to heal. 
they couldn't have just got George Zimmerman to star in it? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I mean, it's Eli Roth, so like, what are the odds there's at least one Trayvon joke? Let's be honest. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. He's gonna be drinking scissor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bruce Willis says purple drink, I'm gonna kill myself. Starring Jamarcus Russell as Trayvon Martin. Oh. And now, dear listeners, on to the Emoji Movie. Uh, TJ Miller is the lead Emoji in that movie. It's It's got another one of those apparently star-studded casts. I have to admit, I don't know anyone outside of uh, Patrick Stewart. But it, it's one of those movies where it just looks awful on its face. And as soon as I saw the trailer, I thought two things. One, Parker's going to make me see this in theaters. And two... It's kind of like two other movies that I've seen. One is the Lego movie. I thought that one was going to fall flat on its face because I didn't know the directors and writers. And the trailer wasn't any good. But when I saw it in theaters, I was like, wow, this is really something. The music's great. The writing's good. The jokes work perfectly. The editing is just what I want. Product placement, the movie, but it all works. It all falls exactly where it's supposed to be. The other one that the Emoji movie reminds me of is Food Fight. Are you familiar with Food Fight? More than I'd like to be, yeah. Yeah, Food Fight is one of, I'd say it has to be the worst animated movie I've ever seen in my life, and that is just like a marvel of just how much can go wrong when you're watching it. So I thought the Emoji movie, man, it's either going to be like the best movie I've ever seen or the worst movie I've ever seen. And I saw it in theaters, and yeah, it's, it's about as bad as I'd expect. It was not quite as bad as Transformers last night. It's still very easily the worst because it's the most insulting. The Emoji Movie never really insulted me. I did feel embarrassed to be in the theater watching it with a bunch of kids. But I have to admit, it, it just was. It just didn't do anything right. You know, it, it didn't. It didn't insult me. And that's that means something. Now, before the movie started, I, I got into uh, Alamo Drafthouse kind of late. So I didn't get to see, like, the presentation beforehand. God knows how great it could have been. So someone asked me after the movie, like, what was your favorite part of the movie? I said, no, my favorite part of the movie was when they told you to silence your cell phones. Which, to their credit, Elmo Drafthouse always does a good job with that. Then they played the trailers beforehand. Um, I don't know, there's going to be, like, another Angry Birds movie or something. There was a Ferdinand trailer. Remember that book, Ferdinand? A little red book with a bull, and he just doesn't want to be a bull, and everyone's like poking him with sticks, and, and, and like he just wants to sit and smell the flowers. They're oh, making God. that into a movie now, so sure. that's not? yeah. I'm I'm genuinely upset. It's like making corduroy into a movie. What are you gonna do that now? Um, you mean like the Paddington movie? Fuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry about your day. Well, it gets worse because before the movie starts, it just they have to keep staying this execution. They have to, you know, read off all your crimes by showing you a short beforehand. I have to admit the short was a lot better than the movie. It was a it was a Hotel Transylvania short. So it That's was like uh, Yeah, I actually like the first movie quite a lot. It's one of Adam Sandler's best movies. Uh but I haven't seen the second one, so I was kinda lost. Uh Adam Sandler's uh vampire daughter uh gets a puppy. It's not a puppy, it's like a gigantic puppy, because it's a monster. And it uh, licks things, and it acts like a giant puppy. And it's uh, cute, but it's kind of useless and meandering. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, so that ends, thank God. And uh, the, the girl I brought to watch the movie with it, she was just like, okay, so we can leave, right? 
uh, preface this before, and she asked me if I wanted to see Atomic Blonde, and I said, no, we're going to see the Emoji Movie. I didn't really give her an option, so... Uh, Proud of you. That's, Way to that's stand exactly your ground her. there. Well, I, I told her content comes first. Um, so the Emoji Movie starts, and it kind of reminds me of the beginning of Fight Club. Now, that's not a great comparison, because Fight Club's a pretty good movie, and it's really cerebral, and it makes you think. The Emoji Movie makes you stop thinking. It's It takes place inside of a phone, and it's called Textopolis. Fuck yeah. <sighs> oh god, so I've already good. got a headache. They, they, so they live in Textopolis. Yes. So the emojis, if you you know pull up your phone, it, hopefully you've got an iPhone. If you don't, then pff, might as well turn off this podcast right now. Yeah, uh, I don't you, have you fucking know, podcast green text. Exactly. <laughs> turn on iMessage, you fucks. Anyway, uh, you, you go to like the emojis, and they all have one static face. Like someone's winking. Maybe it's like that. I mean, all you have to do is just mention the eggplants. That's the only emoji I use. You got the eggplants. You got the peach. You put them together, and suddenly you're single. And Hell yeah, yeah there, there's you know like the the monkeys doing like hear no evil, see, see no evil, speak no evil. The ubiquitous poop emoji. Uh, the gun that got changed to a water pistol because Apple's a bunch of wimps. Um, they yeah, they all live and they work around and play together just like in the Lego City. Except remember, like everything is awesome. The song at the beginning of the movie where it shows like they are working, playing together, and everyone does stuff. That was enjoyable and it was really good world building. It's like okay, people do this for this, etc. In the Emoji movie, that it's like really bad at that. It's really terrible at exemplifying what each person's supposed to do. Like it's it's very specific. The emojis are supposed to represent one static emotion, and then when this fourteen-year-old boy chooses them, it's like ah, he is sending this emoji. I was like, boy, the emojis aren't quite as popular as you think. Now I mentioned a fourteen-year-old boy. So the fourteen-year-old boy happens to uh, go to a high school, as they so often do. And this movie is should have been about him, because he's not interesting or, or anything, but he's certainly not an emoji, and already that makes him better than what this movie's actually about. And the movie start, like, sort of starts off, he's like talking with his friend, and uh, they're both on their phones while talking next to each other. Quite a comment on society today, but not a condemnation. And he's like, yo, Addie just texted me. And all I could think about for the rest of the movie was, her full name is Adderall? And she's <laughs> not even looking at him, she's like, could 15 feet away uh and she's texting with her friends not looking at him and sends him like a text it's something like, like hey what's up or something like that it was like what the fuck just go over and talk to him like come on just turn around go over and talk to him why why do people do that they don't even they don't do that people don't do that people's like oh yeah people will not even look at each other just text you know what that doesn't really happen that often they could it doesn't it can't i i won't accept that Anyway, he's like, oh, how should I respond? So the first part of the movie is like, he wants to pick an emoji to send to her, the perfect one, to get this 14-year-old girl's attention. You might think that's pretty stupid. To the movie's credit, 14-year-old boys are also pretty stupid. So... (laughs) Your dog didn't like that joke. That's not my dog, actually. That's a friend's dog. (laughs) This is what I get for recording in Maryland. Uh, But for real, though, is that 14-year-old going to send the eggplant? I need to know. (laughs) I don't think they, they send any eggplants. If I saw an eggplant in this movie, I would have possibly made a joke about it. Why even bother making this movie? Or the or the peach emoji. I'm just saying. <laughs> Useless. So our main character... Wait, 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 wait. Sorry to interrupt. Are there any clapbacks in this movie? Oh, God. If they had anyone talk <laughs> like this, I would have walked out. Uh, 
boy, look at the waveform on that. That's going to be fun. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, the the main character is the meh emoji. Meh must have come into human parlance back in what the early two thousands yeah, on the internet. Real early flash movie kind of shit yeah and i know i you know i think that came around with like the 8-bit theater with like the final fantasy characters and stuff like that that webcomic oh god he just Th- he just put that in my brain i don't even remember what it's called but i'm pretty sure that's, that's fine what it we'll was. just reference vg cats instead oh. <laughs> <Is> your idea <laughs> fucking vg cats oh, like that blog you were talking about the easter right where you rated all the vg cats comics no i wasn't doing that <laughs> Really like this one where they talked about wanting Crystal to bake them into a cake and eat them while they ejaculated. Okay, that I don't even... You lost me on that one. Don't worry about it. Enough about your Wednesday nights. That was right off the noggin. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I don't even know if I want to cut all that. I'm just going to keep it. Fuck it. Um, No no one's listening to this show yet. It's fine. That's just yetis who they understand. Yeah, exactly. Uh... I just remember a mech coming around in common parlance because I was in fucking high school and I mentioned, yeah, I, I really like GameCube because there was this guy with greasy blonde hair talking to me. It was just like, GameCube? Ugh, those games are just mad. And I was just like, really? I was like, but they have all these... I listed like Super Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and Zelda. And so I was like, meh. And it, like, he just straight up looked me dead <laughs> in the eye and said meh. And I was just like, I don't even think that's how you're supposed to do it. I think you're supposed to be like, meh, like that. Because he was just, oh, whatever. He got trolled guy. IRL by a fat guy. Almost... Uh, that guy still doesn't have a driver's license and he's my age. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, like, he, he, I, don't even, I don't even know if he's employed. Don't need but... a license to game. Oh, well, you know what? He also has a Let's Play channel that I'm not going to plug here. Uh, oh, you totally should. Av- has like an average of seven views per video. So he is he is dead set about gaming gotta i want to become his new biggest fan more than gotta anything. do that let's play anyway i want to be his swim fan i have got to talk Speaking about of early 2000s <laughs> jeez i don't even know what that is don't um, worry about it you're fine I, I try not to worry anymore uh, matt is an emoji who's he's different he's the rebel he's the outcast he's the EI from Egyptian folklore who stands athwart history shouting no because he can't keep a straight face. What he the fuck goes, just happened? Did he goes just... back and forth from different uh, emotions. Uh, he can't keep the meh expression. Sometimes he'll have like the hearts in his eyes or he'll say, oh, that baby's cute or something like that. Whereas you're supposed to stay in one static expression the entire time. So like the crying emoji is always crying, the poop emoji is always poop, etc. This all comes to a head when they meet a character called Smiler. Uh, You'll never guess what she does. She is terrifying. Like really genuinely hard Uh to look at. She's she's has this big ass smile that stretches twice around her face. It is so hard to look at because she'll get like really close to the camera. And oh man, it's so it really is kind of scary. And turns out, yeah, she is the villain. It's just like oh, we just get that shit off the screen. Uh, Speaking of shit, the uh, poop emoji is played by Patrick Stewart. Uh, Not exactly a step up from Star Trek and uh, the X Men movies. He was in Logan, wasn't he? He sure was. Yeah, uh, I thought I saw him there. And uh, Patrick Stewart uh, loves this shit, though. I, I well, halfway intended. Yeah, there you go. Well, you I know, mean, if that's... you watch American Dad, which I know you don't, like, no, he really enjoys being really crude and blue about things. Well, if only he had done that in this movie. I will to this movie's 
credits? Not really credit. Uh, the, the the movie doesn't make a whole lot of jokes. It tries to be funny without <laughs> telling jokes. <laughs> which this uh, movie's credit doesn't really try and entertain you. I, I said to this movie's credit, I was like, more germane to the topic of the movie. It doesn't tell a lot of jokes. It tries to be funny, but it doesn't tell a lot of jokes. Most of those jokes are poop jokes. It's like all scatological humor, and they're really not good. I will admit, uh, the girl I watched it with, she was like, okay, I laughed once. Uh, the poop emoji and his son leave the bathroom stall. And here's like, did you wash your hands? No, I'm poop. And they go, where number two? Where number two? It's not actually funny. So uh, Sounds like a keeper. I w- will admit the closest I came to laughing was when... Uh, the Matt emoji screws everything up and he's destroying the whole place as rebels so often do. And the poop emoji says, Oh shh. And I'm like, Oh, could you guys do it? Could you guys do it? Could you? Oh no, they rated G. So I was like, Oh, that could have almost been something. But uh, no, there's no actual funny joke in the entire movie. It The movie isn't a result of like any bizarre psychosis like Food Fight was. That was just like, oh man, that's like studio interference, just cutting things down, like miscommunication going on here. Whereas the Emoji Movie is just laziness and incompetence. And yeah, it's not a virtue, but I I don't outright hate it. I was just like, oh, this is just really bad. I also knew what I was going to get. I mean, I didn't expect quality from this. There's just a lot of, oh, this joke isn't working, you know, this is poorly written, etc. I was wondering, why hasn't Apple sued this movie? But then I was like, oh, it's a, you know, subsidiary of Sony. Maybe Apple bought Sony or Sony bought Apple or something. I don't know how that stuff ever works. They do mention a lot of brands by name. Like, I'm pretty sure his his uh, little story takes place on an iPhone. I could be wrong, but they they go to Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and uh, oh yeah, they go to Just Dance the app. Uh, they uh, have a, a dance scene in there. I, I've come to realize that a lot of these animated children's movies have dance sequences in them. This is a little. This is a little, you know, time for the animators to show off their chops by making the characters move rhythmically to music. It's really hard to watch. It's really fucking embarrassing. Uh, They play these standard tunes that anyone can dance to. They have this gigantic woman with pink-purple hair telling them to dance and stuff. It's just really, really, really bad. And I, I was like, man, that might be the worst part of the movie. Anyway, uh, Matt is really upset because he destroyed everything and the smiler emoji is going to kill him or something. So he's like, I need to go find like a hacker or something that can like reprogram me so I'll be Matt all the time. And he goes with the high five emoji, which no one uses anymore. Uh, probably because it got overtaken by Nazis using it as a Heil symbol. Uh, the that emoji <laughs> is just called high five. He's really dumb and annoying. He keeps saying annoying stuff. He's keep he's constantly talking, and it's not funny. He's just always there. He's he's not even like really relevant to the story, but fuck, he's there. There's a little bit of a social commentary moment. That really fucking bugged me. Like they go to Facebook. He's like, yeah, you post a picture out here, and you can get likes. He's like, likes? Why would I want likes? You know, who's giving me the likes? He's like, they're your friends. He's like, he really has like two thousand friends. They're not your real friends. They're just like fans. They give you attention. That's what it's all about. And the emoji straight up says well i'd rather have one real friend and the high five emoji is like that's not what it's all about it's like oh god which it's like so unsubtle about it there was a bye felicia joke uh it's jesus i know Uh, that's worse 
and then we we're constantly cutting back to like uh the 14 year old boy his phone's always going off and it's like it's the just dance app is going off it's like it's self screwing up he's like i need to go to the phone store which makes the movie go a lot faster which i did like the movie's under 90 minutes so i got out quickly and went back to my room and cried um so he's got to go back to the phone store and they're going to like reset his entire phone or something like that. So the rules of how a phone works are kind of played with very fast and loose. I was always wondering what happens if you just turn the phone off? Does everyone die? I don't know. Uh, so I was more interested in him. I was just like the story of a 14 year old boy trying to get a 14 year old girl's attention. That, that could have merit. That would be something that the kids can at least identify to instead of all these emojis shouting at each other. And there was not a, it wasn't a joke. Wait, yeah, hold on. Yeah, it was technically a joke. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. Uh, he goes to a bar because he's looking for a hacker. The, the emoji does, not the 14-year-old boy. And the emoji tries to find a hacker and he's like, wow, why would there be a, you know, a place with all these scuzz balls in a 14-year-old boy's phone? And High Five says quite astutely, why, you know... Oh, you mean a 14-year-old boy would have stuff to hide from his parents? It was just like, well, that's not funny, but it does make me think that would be a much more interesting movie. Like, him trying to hide stuff from his parents while trying to get the attention of a 14-year-old girl. It almost reminded me back of when I was 14 years old, when I was in high school, you know? Except that would have been me just being on the wrestling team and just taking the ACT. So... Oh, yeah, uh, be doing sports and talking to girls. Excuse me for playing five different varsity sports. Not excused. <laughs> so, back to episode one of Chris's Kids These Days podcast. Yeah. Tell me uh, about these millennials and their cell phones. Well, the best the the best description I could say of this is that I don't know exactly what to call it. There, there should be a name for this sort of thing. Where the iconoclast rebel, you know, the, the Robin Williams sort of thing. The rebel who doesn't play by the rules and just wants to make society laugh is uh, oh, for... <laughs> Who, who just wants to, you know, just wants to fit in, but he just can't find a way to do it, finds a girl. It, this one, there is a name for it, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. You, you know what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically... Do I know what this one. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> you are a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Uh, dream girl. She's the Get one who... You know, she's unique in some sort of way. She's probably got uh, different colored hair. And, uh, in fact, in this movie, she has blue hair. So it actually makes sense. Uh, and she's the one who changes his life. It just helps him to break free. So it all comes back to Harold and Maude from 1971. Uh, he does find this uh, this manic pixie dream girl. I'm just going to call her what she is. Uh, I don't know what her name is. Uh, she's a hacker. Might as well give away the twist of the movie. going to spoil it for you. She's also the princess emoji. What? Um, yeah, uh, that's... No way! Yeah, uh, that, really, she's a princess. Uh, that's, I, I, I couldn't really think of why that was a big deal. But she's also a princess, and she can't dance. She's just awkward. <sighs> and the movie keeps going. And I start to wonder, why did Eddie text him in the first place? This guy's kind of awkward and definitely not as good looking as some of the other guys in the class. Not that I'm judging a 14-year-old boy and his appearance. Cut all that. Note to nope. <laughs> so it's like, really, though, I, I don't know why Addie texted him. Why did, again, why didn't she just talk to him? It's It really isn't ever cleared up, and she has one line in the entire movie, as far as I remember. So she's really just... She's kind of used like the female lead in A Christmas Story 2. 
Don't ever watch it. It actually what exists. What the fuck are you? What are you saying? Are you okay? Have you ever heard of that movie? I have, but it, what is happening? It is somehow worse than the first Christmas Story. You just compared the Emoji Movie to a Christmas Story too. Are you okay? There, I compared a bad movie to a bad movie. <laughs> but what is happening in your life that these are frames of reference for you now? <laughs> Remember when I said I watched the nostalgia critic more than I should? <laughs> Oh, you mean every episode? That's Any what you episode, said before yeah. we were recording. Oh, but I wanted that on the record. Well, I'm gonna have to remember to cut that too. I oh, might, I might just leave that. I don't give it. a shit. Oh boy, this is gonna be a tough one for me to edit. Uh, Good luck dancing around. You talking about children? <laughs> no, speaking of dancing, so they get out of the dancing and they go to the Candy Crush app, or maybe they go to the Candy Crush app before that. I don't oh. remember. I, I really wasn't paying attention because I've never played Candy Crush. There's a weird, like, hallucination sequence where the princess fantasizes about killing the emoji guy. And I was like, whoa, that's weird. Uh, there was a strange feminist line out of fucking nowhere. There was just, like, they just straight up said something like, you know, women don't get enough credit for leadership. So I really wasn't paying attention. It was just like a strange feminist line out of nowhere. I felt it was so out of place I had to write it down. It's just like, I'm all for and I am a feminist, but it's just like, boy that that felt so weird i had to you know as i was writing it down i had to reassure the girl next to me that i respect all women and that's you know the most important thing don't worry i will protect you no matter what (laughs) um next note says dancing was awful in all caps i just want to get that across in case you guys forgot i have to admit like the princess emoji and the meta emoji get closer and closer to each other and they're very obviously developing a romance I can't get invested in the romance of two people who don't have noses, so that really got to me. Um, Way to be ableist, Chris. <laughs> Some woman protector you are. Uh, evidently, I'm not much of one Why don't you all. take the I'm with her out of your profile? This is another thing that really reminds me of how much I hated the movie, and it's something that occurs a lot, not just in this movie, but in like media in general, and maybe even in real life? I don't know. So you got like a standard male character. You look at him and he's basically expressionless. Think of uh, the main guy in the Lego movie, right? He's just two dots and a smiley face. Now, think also of Mickey Mouse. Standard expression, about as standard as you can possibly get. Now think of Minnie Mouse. She's a lot like him, but with longer eyelashes. She wears a dress. She wears high heels. You know, she's there's more to her. same thing happens in this movie. The met emoji is just two eyes and a mouth. Whereas the princess emoji has like a hat. She's got like cool clothes. She's got like blue hair coming out. She's got a personality. It always seems to me that they're trying to like doll up these female characters to just make them prettier. Whereas the male character can just be as bland, blank slate, uninteresting as possible and still get the girl. That... I find kind of interesting and interesting and not in a good way. And I wish someone would do something about this. I'd like to see more interesting male characters. I didn't really have anywhere I was going with that. I just <laughs> felt like saying that. I'd uh, like to T- see characters. I, well, I won't see them in this movie. Uh, TJ Miller plays the Matt emoji. I wrote that down because, you know, after a while, I just can't defend him anymore. He's just not good. I don't know anything he's done that's good. To begin with, so I'm not actually defending him from anything, but boy, in this movie, he's he's Wait, really bad. T.J. Miller's not good in things. Is he is he in anything else that I'm aware of? Oh yeah, you don't watch Silicon Valley, do you? I I'm sorry. I mean, he was low key my favorite part of Deadpool as his friend. 
Oh, that was TJ. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I knew I knew his voice from somewhere. That was like my favorite scene with them both when he sees his Just face. Just shitting on his time. face, yeah. You oh. look haunting. Wow. He Okay, well, for what it's worth, he uses the exact same voice in this movie. Yeah, it's a very distinguishable voice. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. Tell you what, I like him in that, but he's bad in the emoji movie. But to be fair, anyone's good in the emoji movie. I don't think he was trying. Oh, you know who actually? You know who was good in the emoji movie because it was inspired casting. The Met emoji's father, played by Stephen Wright. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's I'm into that. Yeah, that's when I was just like, okay, he probably should have been the character to begin with. Because the entire time he's talking like... Oh, they could have gone with Ben Stein. Is he still alive? Whatever. Uh, uh, who could know? Who could possibly know that? Well, if you call it living. Uh, <laughs> that, speaking of the Matt Emoji's father... So, the Matt Emoji has a father and a Matt mother who reminds me of Helga Pataki's mom. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay, so she's been, she's been hitting the bottle. And... Folks, in all seriousness, in he's all, been hitting the bottle. In all seriousness, there is an alcoholic in this movie. And so the, the man emoji, he goes off, he goes off the grid or whatever to go find the hacker to reprogram him, which I mentioned a while ago. We haven't got around to explain why. And the parents go off to search for him. They, the entire time, they're just doing their own Stephen Wright impression. So, honey, we have to look for him. And then they, like, lose interest in each other. And they, I think they kind of, without saying it, they talk about getting a divorce. <laughs> and then they go into Instagram and they go to Paris and then they love each other again. And I'm like, why are you guys showing this? This is, we're not invested in these characters at all. If they don't show any emotion or any interest in what's going on, why should I? It's really very strange. And then I've only just realized now, I think that they were trying to tell a joke the whole time. The joke was that they're both really boring and then they, that... How wow, how could such boring people have such passionate emotions for and against each other? Not funny. Didn't work. Not not once did I even smile or smirk or laugh or even think, wow, you know, I guess this could be funny if they tried a little bit harder. I never thought that. I just thought, why am I still watching this? Moving on. Uh so he finds the the hacker and they go to fucking whatever. I don't even remember what happens. They go to some sort of edge of the thing where they're gonna reprogram him to be a Mamoji. And the high five guy gets dumped in the trash by accident or something because there are these robots chasing him. I don't know. And they they have to go back and save high five. What would the movie be without the high five emoji? So they go back and save him for some stupid idiot reason. Um, Then there's a decidedly non-feminist message where the girl says... I, she she tries to like deny her feelings for the meh emoji and she's just like I've always made like a point of not needing a man for me that I can do everything on my own and that he's sad and becomes an actual meh emoji just because he's just because he didn't get a girl and then she's like oh, no I guess I do love him now it's just like oh so much for the you know feminist message teaching girls that they don't need a man this movie's just gonna be exactly what it is I suppose it's Wait, what was the ending? There was an idiotic ending. Oh yeah, the the ending was like they go to the they go to the phone store, and he's they, he's deleting the phone, and it's not working with the way phones work at all. Some of the emojis are just you know getting deleted or whatever. And at the very last second, he sends a message to the girl, and the emoji just does whatever he wants, and it shows a whole bunch of emotions. And she's like, "Wow, that's a really cool emoji. It's like totally unique. It shows like all these different emotions. I like that about you. Want to go to the sock op with me?" I'm just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so he so he decides, "Hey, uh, 
I'll just, he just unplugs his phone and everything is restored instantly because that's how phones work. And I just realized that I'm, I'm upset about the way that phones and the physics and the tech, the, the technology in these smartphones are portrayed in a baby movie. A baby movie that you made me watch. I paid $10 for this stinking movie. I had to pay for the beer and the chips and everything else that I have with a stupid movie. Meanwhile, you get to go watch whatever. You get to watch Baby Driver. You're probably going to go watch Atomic Blonde tonight with your girlfriend, you jerk. And meanwhile, I'm going to have to go see some sort of Dark Tower thing or what else is next. What did you think about the Emoji movie? Oh yeah, no, I didn't see it. <laughs>